Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio. I am your host, Angel Bernard, coming to you live from a penthouse suite in Trump Tower. What is going on? How's it going? Episode number three, we're here. It feels good to be back. Uh, it's been a long week, a lot to talk about. Um, so I think we're just going to kind of have to dive completely in, folks. Um, I want you to know that today's episode will be 100% shadow banned by Instagram and Spotify. Today, uh, we're talking about algorithms, digital algorithms, social algorithms. We're talking about how every single thing, when you break it down, is essentially one algorithm. And also, we will be talking about the holy grail, the algorithm of death. Uh, we covered this a little bit in the first episode. We talked about the people who kind of just, you know, follow the rules, don't really take any chances. The people who went to the good college, who majored in the right things, who got the nice job with the benefits, but really still fell short. They didn't get the Lamborghinis. They didn't get the Ferraris. Um, so that's what we're going to be diving in, into today, folks. And I want you to know that if somehow uh, come Wednesday, uh, whenever the three of you who listen to this podcast uh, go to refresh your page and nothing's there, I want you to know it's because I'm gone. It's because Hillary Clinton and her husband, William, finally got their hands around me. If this podcast does not succeed, also, it's because of the algorithm. It's not because of the lack of talent or the lack of professional production or because of the ignorant statements. Uh, it's the algorithm's fault. It's not my fault. I am not the problem. The world is the problem. And so this is why this is why I need you guys to listen. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm doing a song and dance on the internet every five days for no one to listen. 22 fuckers. That's it. 22 Spotify followers. It's just me shouting into the void and 22 other sociopaths who are all on watch list listening. I actually have to take this shit seriously, you know? I have to act like what I'm doing is somehow a real job. Do you know how fucking embarrassing it is to be almost in your mid-20s at a bar trying to pick up a girl and she asks what you do for a living and you have to tell them you make people chuckle on the internet? So please, for God's sake, hit the follow button on Spotify. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your parents. Tell your QAnon coworkers, your Antifa cousins. I really don't care if Kim Jong-un III himself listens to this podcast just as long as he is following. So please, get the word out so I can start making some fucking money already. And please, don't DM me giving me hints about how to defeat the algorithm, on how to hack the algorithm. Because you can spew that bullshit all you want, but at the end of the day, you know, and I know, and we all know, that you have no idea what you are talking about. And I don't know if it's just me, but there's this part of me that just kind of fills with, like, rage when I see someone post about hacking the algorithm, or whenever I see someone babbling on about how they somehow cracked the formula. I want you to understand that the coders who built this, these things themselves, they don't even fully understand it. These coders with their hoodies at Instagram or YouTube or Twitter, they don't even understand the monster that they built. They don't understand it because there is so much content being pushed through at any given second that there is no possible way to mediate that. There is not a team big enough or talented enough to handle that kind of traffic. So they created algorithms and they created AI to handle the bulk of the work. 
they began trusting a robot to do the job for them because the people who built the fucking app didn't even fully understand the problems at hand. So please don't sit there with your vodka crayon telling me how to beat the algorithm. Okay, please don't mansplain AI to me. What's next? You're going to break down the laws of physics because you took a physics 101 your fall semester of your freshman year? Grow the fuck up. So I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you how to beat the algorithm or how, or how to get 100,000 followers because I don't know shit and neither do you. The only thing I really do know, and this is kind of a fact, uh, is that if they've made it to where if you are not playing ball, if you are not watching you know, the stories or making the reels or the fleets or whatever other name, you know, whatever other dumb fucking name they come up with, if you are not using these features, they will make it to where you do not exist. They will make it to where you are not relevant. I'm me personally, I'm trying to cut back on the habit of spending so much time on these apps, which it's kind of impossible nowadays. And it's even impossible whenever you realize that if you don't spend all day on their app, if you are not constantly bombarded by their never ending loops of ads, then they'll make sure you only get 20 likes. They'll make sure no one sees your post. Remember whenever they wanted to remove likes? Remember when they actually, like, remember remember that they actually at least tried to make it look like they cared? You know, like, we're removing likes to improve your mental health. Yeah, about 30 minutes after they announced that, they all gathered in their headquarters with their Mac computers, and they said, you know what, we changed our minds. The likes, they're not going anywhere. If anything, we're going to make not only likes, but comments even more important. We're going to make it where if they don't get a certain amount of likes or use certain hashtags or if people don't comment enough, we will make it towards like they never even posted. So so that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And you can't even really go against that because what app, what do you what happens if you go against that? They'll just punish you even more. They'll just delete your account. What are we going to do? Go outside? Are we going to go outside where there's like a never-ending flood of diseases and fires and riots and where crime is an all-time high? That's where we're going to go? Are we going back to MySpace? We're not going anywhere. They own us. We may leave for a few days and go bitch about it in our group text, uh, but we're going to come back. We need that, you know, we need that serotonin. You know, the one that's released every single time someone likes your photo. We need that. We're addicted to that. And we also need to understand that they have given us shit and they have called it steak for so long that we actually believe it. So now they can they can punish us. They can punish us even more and get away with it. They can make us see bullshit ads every other post. They can make us see the same recycled meme or the same corporate account seven times in a row. We don't really see our friends anymore. Like social media isn't social anymore. It's just media. It's just ads and narratives and it's scripted scenarios. We don't believe the news. And now it's like, I don't believe anything I see on Instagram. You know, the algorithm, it lets you have some sort of human interaction every seven hours. And that's not even real. It's just someone posting a photo of them in an Airbnb, like, and they booked it solely for that photo. 
like like they're not even enjoying the place. They're just there for the clout. They booked an Airbnb to make reels and get 10,000 views. So that's what this new reality is. That's what I mean when they that's what I mean when I say this is the apocalypse. It's never leaving your home. It's reopening. It's opening, closing and reopening the same three apps all day every day. It's ad after ad after ad. It's having no human interaction or being able to see what your friends are doing without, you know, having to be completely sold out to these advertisement companies. And I'm kind of I'm I'm waiting for people to realize, you know, and I'm hoping, you know, that you guys will slowly realize that these social media sites are free because we are the product. Like I I need you guys to realize that. We need to realize that these apps are trained to know our lives so they can send us the best ads. That's what's terrifying about data mining, you know, and oh, people are like, it's just an ad. What's so wrong with having, you know, what's wrong with having ads tailored to me? That sounds like a good thing. Not really. Not really. Because they know what you're liking. They know what you're watching. They know how they know how long you're staring at a certain post, what you're Googling, when you eat and when you use your phone the most and the least. They listen to your conversations so they know what ads to throw at you. It's 24-7, 365 days a year. You talk about wanting to go kayaking, and suddenly five minutes later, you're going to see an ad on Instagram for a kayaking trip in the Rockies. And it's going to be, you know, one giant bundle link. It's going to have the kayak, the hotel, the flights, the gear, the classes, whatever you need. Whatever you need. You just have to click that link because it's all right there. Because they were just listening to your conversation 300 seconds ago. And I think what's scary, <clears throat> I think what's truly terrifying is we just accept this. We just accept this predatory behavior as the new normal. You try to tell people that these social media platforms are spying on them and they could really care less. You try to tell them that Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and Google, they all know what we're doing. And it's not, it's not some sort of rough estimate. Like, it's not that. They know when you're awake. They know when you're fucking. They know when you're arguing with your partner. They know all of these things because they know more about you than you know about yourself. Because you forget things. You forgot that you Googled something three years ago. The robots, the AI, the database does not forget. If anything, it still accounts for that Google search three years ago. And you, you say these things to people. And they all say the same thing. Well, I have nothing to hide. I ain't doing nothing wrong. You shouldn't have to be a domestic terrorist to care that someone is spying on you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? They don't care that the government can live stream every second of every day through the webcam on their phone? Is that how little, is that how little we have began to value ourselves? Us not caring, us not caring about all of this about the data mining that they're spying on us, it's just going to lead to us living in a 50 square foot apartment somewhere where we're plugged into some sort of pod for 18 hours a day, interacting with others online instead of in person, where we can't say what we want, where we can't be funny, where we can't go anywhere. We can't even fuck because we're all hopped up on antidepressants. And this is kind of why I don't, I don't take pro-Second Amendment activists seriously. I mean, all of you kind of babble about the same horseshit, about how you need them to protect yourself from a corrupt government, how you need them to protect your rights. Look around. 
The rights are gone. The government is already corrupt. Enough acting like you care about all of these constitutional rights, when in reality, a lot of them have been taken from you years ago. And you still do nothing. You still you still just want to talk about how they're taking your guns. You don't want to talk about how they're taking your digital rights, how they're, ta- how they're fucking you with taxes. Not that. Not, no, I won't stand up for that. But my guns, I'm willing to die for only that. I got a couple of days back from a friend saying, oh, you should talk about the royal family on your podcast. You need to talk about the drama that is the royal family. Yeah. Yeah, let me get let me get right on that. Let me spend my time talking about the most overprivileged white family and their issues. Let me spend hours of my day watching and reading, trying to stay up to date with a prince and his mommy issues. Well, Angel, you know, it's just, it's a toxic environment. And, you know, they had to leave that giant castle and they had to move all the way to another giant castle on the cliff in Santa Barbara. It's just been really hard for them and traumatizing. You have no idea what that's like. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I have no idea what it's like to live in a castle or to be a prince of a fucking country. Everyone is applauding these people like they're so brave. You would think they just got back from the beaches of Normandy. You know, you would think that they're World War II vets with how much everyone is idolizing these fucking losers. They're just so brave. They are so inspiring. I hope you realize that he he still gets to keep the money. Yes, he does. Yet don't you fucking shake your head at me. Yes, the money is still there. I promise you. It's either in Bitcoin, buried under platform nine and three quarters, or 50 feet under under the Illuminati headquarters. But I promise you, it is there. I promise you, no one is that fucking stupid to leave that much money behind. No one is that stupid to depart from royalty without some sort of safety net. And if he really is that stupid, if he really is that stupid, I bet you she rocks his world in bed. I bet you she does shit that we could never imagine. Think about it. She got the royal family caught up. So I don't care if he fled with a million dollars or a hundred million dollars. A million dollars is still a million dollars, people. I know it's not hundreds of years of racist white family money, but remember... A small loan of a million dollars can get you pretty fucking far. But Angel, it's not about the money. You don't get it. They're racist. Really? Really? The royal white family that has been literally bred for success for generations and who lives in a castle is racist? Who who knew? I would have never thought that they would be racist. Thanks for your analysis, Stephen A. Smith. Thanks. Please, get a hobby, okay? Stop dedicating your time to shit like this. It doesn't matter. So there's your royal family update. That's there. And, you know, I had this thought the other day. What happens if I run out of material? Do I just shut it down? Do I just do one giant Ponzi scheme and then flee? Like, promise you guys a bunch of merch and then just, like, disappearing? But, no, I I was thinking these things like a normal human being. And then that's when I was asked about the royal family. And that's whenever I realized, oh, I'll never run out of material. I'll never run out of content because I keep, because you motherfuckers exist. So as much as I hate these tabloid stories and no matter how much I hate the Kardashians, I need them to stay. I really do because it's me and bad news. We are an arranged marriage. 
because that's what's keep that's the secret sauce to this podcast. A lot of people use positivity as the secret sauce to their podcast. No, I use negativity. So please keep it coming. Cancel Butter, cancel Speedy Gonzalez, cancel your family, just do it all. I told you I'm broadcasting the end of the world, meaning the crazier it gets outside, the crazier this podcast gets. It's this is math. So yeah, talk about the royal family, but just, you know, let's completely ignore the crimes against humanity this country has committed. Yeah, let's let's not let's not talk about that. If you if you really knew the things this country has done to the less privileged countries around the world, it's biblical. We are talking biblical. Like and people don't want to talk about this. People want to talk about the royal family. And I talked about this very briefly in the first episode, I believe. I talked about the people who followed the rules. The people who went to college, who took out the loans, who played by the rules, convinced they would get the bag of money after the song and dance. These are the people who have been killed by the algorithm. They are the victims of the algorithm of death. That's the real algorithm to solve here. Hey, influencers, you want to hack an algorithm? Why don't you hack that one? Why don't you tell me how to get out of $100,000 of student debt while working a 9 to 5 in my field while being charged a 5% interest rate? How do I hack that? Playing Twitch? So enough with telling me how to hack and to do all this bullshit because that doesn't matter. But still, people, people don't like to think about this shit because, you know, it can get very dark very fast. But like I said, this podcast thrives off of negativity. It gets dark very fast because you begin realizing that you are a victim of the algorithm. You know, the the victims of the algorithm, they wake up, they have their coffee, they go to work, they come home, they sleep, wake up, and do it all again. Every single day is the same thing, five to six days a week. And I don't know, maybe I'm just alone in this, but I feel like whenever I'm doing something like that, when it, where I just kind of fall into this routine for months at a time and I'm not really thinking for myself and the autopilot switch has been kind of turned on, I just kind of stop and begin asking myself, is this all? Is this what it's supposed to be? Is this what success is? Is it just getting the degree, getting the good job, and then doing that for the rest of your life? Where you don't question anything? Where you kind of just chase the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Is it just constantly thinking, when am I getting the next promotion? How many vacation days am I getting this year? And I think the scary part is for a lot of people, for most Americans, that's all it is. You know, all it is is how many years do I have to work to be able to save up enough money and enough vacation days to go to Hawaii? And they're okay with this. They are completely fine clocking in and clocking out for decades. Decades. And so whenever you put someone in this position filled with repetition and mundanity, when it's filled with the same food, the same people, the same conversations, oh, did you watch The Bachelor last night? Oh my God, Sue, did you, did you see Lauren get the rose? I thought Lisa Marie was going to get the rose. It's just that. It's just sitting in that little tiny kitchenette at work, listening to these mind-numbing conversations, wondering what would happen if I just got up and ran as fast as I fucking could towards that bay of windows, threw those fucking things off of 50 stories, and just ended it all. Would that be so bad? 
And I know you guys are going to be like, oh my god, Angel, that's so dark. You can't live like that. You can't live in that state of mind. Please stop. Okay? Please. I already have a therapist that I pay beautifully to tell me that exact same thing. I don't need to hear it from you. But you, you get what I'm saying here, folks. I really, I hope you do. It's just repetition. It's just an algorithm. It's never ending. You work that job from when you're 22 years old to when you're 65, probably even 80. Probably even 80. Looking at the rate this country is declining, probably 80. If they don't lay you off first after 30 years of loyalty. You know, someone asked me, have you started your retirement? What's your retirement plan? The apocalypse. That's my retirement plan. And when I said that, the person laughed and they took it as a joke. But here's the thing. I wasn't joking. I wasn't joking because you can save up and tell yourself, you know, when I retire, when I'm 180 years old and I have all 50 of my vaccines, I'm going to go to Spain. I'm going to go suntan underneath the Spanish sun. And you can tell yourself this, and this can be the motivating factor throughout the years but even then, whenever you lay your head down at night on your pillow, you will be thinking to yourself, will I even make it there? Will I have spent my entire life working through my 20s and my 30s and even my 40s just to have a heart attack in my cubicle at 55? So look around, people, because there's no guarantee your retirement is going to be there. There's no guarantee that Spain will even be there. And then people have... You know, people have that one giant moment of realization when they realize it was all a scam and they start taking it out on their neighbors and they start burning buildings. You know, they just start doing all this shit because they realize they're in debt and the dream, the, the dreams they were promised are not going to happen. They've realized that they have been paying their student loans perfectly on time the first of every month for years and yet somehow they haven't made a dent. Somehow they're right back to where they started because of the interest rates. Somehow it's like they never made any payments at all. What do you expect someone to do when, when that happens to them? You really expect someone to take news like that and want to go back to work? You expect someone to meet their end of the bargain just to get fucked in the end? How can you expect them to re receive news like that and not want to go burn down a government building? I mean, like, how, how fucking ignorant are these government officials? I mean, at this point, it's not even ignorance. They're literally just spitting in our faces and calling it shots of Patron. And so this is what I meant when I said everything is so much more deep-rooted than we think. This is what I meant when I said in the first episode that a new administration is like putting a band-aid on a stab wound. Student loans aren't going anywhere. Big boy Biden, that was his whole platform. I'm getting rid of the loans. I'm going to start abolishing student loans like a week after he got in. He was like, yeah, that's not fucking happening. Basically, that was the quote. He was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So it's crazy. It's crazy and it's bad shit that the entire world just witnessed the United States government completely fuck over their citizens and watch them sell their rights away to China and to these giant tech companies. And now they just expect us to go outside and act like nothing happened. They're just sitting there and they're like, hey, you know, we've been fucking you for the past year and telling you when you can and can't go outside. And I know your business of 50 years is in shambles. And I know we haven't given you any money, but hey, you can go outside again. Think about that. They took away your right to go outside and now they are giving it back. And they want you to say thank you because that's how much they care about us. 
They care about us so much that they're not going to address any of our any of the faults they did. But hey, you can go to the mall again. You can go spend the money you don't have on credit that isn't real and buy the shit you don't need. You're welcome. But hey, don't forget, work tomorrow, 7 a.m. Don't be late. And also, make sure you pay us our money before April 15th, or else we'll throw you in a cage for the rest of your life. Make sure you pay us our money, or else we'll take away the outside from you again. And I can't completely fault the government, you know, because we are also at fault. We are also part of the problem you know like five seconds after they said we can go outside again people were all for it you would think that the last year like they just completely forgot about it what i can go to dick's sporting goods again awesome who gives a fuck that i have a million questions and no money but i can go to sizzler i can go get a buffet salad right what are those I just want my pizza buffet and I want to watch Bill Nye on Dancing with the Stars. And it's the people like this. It's the people who don't question anything after witnessing everything. I think these are the people who I believe who are truly lost. These are the people who have been killed by the algorithm. And I know there are people who actually enjoy that kind of lifestyle, who don't really have to think too much because they're not you know they're not fans of that they just kind of want to put their airpods in and do that do their thing and if that makes them happy then that's fine if that somehow gives them some sort of fulfillment that's fine uh but here's the thing if you do that do it quietly if you do that do it quietly do not give me any career advice do not give me any advice on how to grow on social media sites because i really i really don't need your actually if you're just a person in general, I don't need your fucking input. How about that? How about that? How about I just hate everybody instead? Like, I hate to be so like so upfront, but no one really needs your input. What, because you threw a 50 into AMC? You think you're Cuban now? You know, during the whole fucking thing about the Reddit scandal and the stock market, people would not shut up. And they weren't even talking about the stocks. They were talking about themselves. Think about that. If you paid attention, you realize when the people would bring up the stock market incident, they were not talking about the incident themselves. They were talking about themselves and how they got into the incident. It was their story. So they were they were buying stock in AMC, but they were also buying stock and being able to talk about it loudly at the dinner table with their friends. You know, these people were so full of themselves, they were like, one trade away from saying the Mount Rushmore of stocks should be them, Cuban, and Buffett. So, you know, enough with the opinion. Just focus on yourself quietly. Be nice to other people, despite what I'm doing. But enough with this unsolicited advice because no one really cares. So stop giving other people shit because they're not doing it your way. I had a professor uh, in school. And one of his favorite, a little weird, it's a little weird quote. It's, you know, a little Ted Bundy-ish, but he used to say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And that has always stuck with me, with meaning there's more than one way, you know, to solve a problem. So just because someone isn't doing it your way, doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Okay, boomers? Okay. 
And yes, I also, yes, I am aware that I have a podcast where I literally bitch for 40 minutes straight every single week. And I am aware that I'm basically a narcissist because I have to listen to myself talk for hours at a time while I edit. But the difference between you and me and me and everyone else is that I am aware that I am part of the problem. You don't think that I am aware that I am literally Satan himself. You need to understand, and I am being 100% serious about this, when my parents were told they were having a boy, it started hailing outside. It started storming outside. I'm not kidding. So trust me, I am quite aware that I am Satan. And if you have dated me before, you are shaking your head in agreement saying, yeah, he really is. He, he, you're looking at the person next to you and saying, yeah, he really is the fucking devil. This guy's being honest. So like my exes are about to follow this podcast because of how much they agree with that statement. And like I went to Starbucks down the street from my apartment and this poor girl took my order, asked for my name. And when I told her my name was Angel, she chuckled a bit and asked, are you a good angel or a bad angel? And I was having such a shitty day. I looked her dead in the eyes and with no emotion in my voice, I said, I'm the devil himself. And then I didn't tip to prove my point. I fucking hate when people make that joke. So yeah, so that's what I do. So please know that I'm not trying to be on some moral high ground when I talk about all this nonsense, because really it's. It's just me rambling here, folks. When are you guys going to realize that I'm kind of kind of full of shit myself? I know the world is full of shit, therefore I am aware that I am full of shit. That's the problem with a lot of people. They think they're the exception. They think the world is full of shit, but not them, because they are God's gift. Well, I'm not God's gift. I'm Satan. So stop taking yourself so fucking seriously all the time. Someone messaged me. Uh, they were pissed about my rant uh, on last week's episode about how you should embrace the grind. They were mad because I said to work hard. Uh, that's where we're at. But like, I, you shouldn't need someone to tell you not to burn yourself out. How fucking old are you? What kind of Peter Pan syndrome dystopia is this? Where you need someone to tell you to get eight hours of sleep. Where you need someone to tell you to go vote, to not drink six beers a night for three months straight. Do we just do this so we don't have to take any accountability? I, w I mean, like, I was going to apply to that college, but no one taught me how. I was going to go to the gym, but none of my friends wanted to go with me. I would have chased my dreams, but no one wanted to help me. And so, like I said, I don't know if we do this. I don't know if we rely on people telling us what to do so we can avoid any accountability or if it's because we are so used to having you know having people tell us what to do we are so used to people giving us a certain set of rules to follow so that we can succeed and i know i talk about you know the debt and the mundane jobs but you need to realize that these people actually more often than not they have a pretty good life in terms of material items. Like the people, you know, like I talked about people who have been killed by the algorithm. It's not like they're living in poverty. They're actually living, you know, decent lives. They have degrees. They have an apartment that's not super wealthy, but it's not bad. You get what I'm saying? They have a place where you pull up and you say, oh, this is a nice place. This is a pretty nice place. And depending where you live, like where you live in the country, these apartments, they can range anywhere between $1,500 to 
And if you're in California, it's probably like a million dollars. Um, you know, but you get what I'm saying, hopefully. Uh, I'm trying to say there's room for improvement at these complexes, but it's not fatal if there's no improvement. It's not the end of the world if they stay there their entire lives. And so these complexes, they tend to act like some sort of pool for like pre-professionals who are in their mid to late 20s where life is good, but it's not what they expected. I mean, remember, these people, they were promised Ferraris and McMansions. So even even a good lifestyle is not good to them because they were promised so much more. You know, they're working day in and day out, but they're getting older and they're realizing that a lot of what they had hoped to accomplish isn't going to happen. So there's a lot of anger there. There's a lot of anger there because a lot of them do not have the self-awareness to realize that they bought into the scam. So they begin honking at the car in front of them as soon as the light turns green. They begin screaming at people to put your fucking mask on when no one is within 50 feet of that person. It's the people who are so frustrated with how everything turned out that the they're the ones who have been beaten down so badly by the algorithm that the only thing that can make them happy is a newer algorithm. The only thing that can make them happy is newer and stricter you know, sets of rules for other people to follow. It, they hope that the new rules make everyone as miserable as they are. The only thing that can make them happy is the newest phone, the latest Netflix show. It's the little things. Because the bigger things, the private jet, the weekend in Vegas, they're realizing that that's not really going to happen. So that's why, that's why I understand that if you are in that scenario, I myself am, I, am in that scenario. I, I want you to keep going. Like, I know how negative this podcast can come off, but I'm really a happy person. Not really, but but I just want you guys to be successful in whatever you, it is you choose to do. And relax. I'm not going to, you know, start speaking in fucking Instagram captions. I, I just want you all to work hard for what you want. I want you to reach your goals. I want you to get your bag. But just know that because you work hard, there's no guarantee that it'll work. That's the part that Gary Vee isn't telling you. He's not telling you the entire truth, which is that 99% of you will fail. And that's just how life is. Your dream may not even happen. It may not even happen for this podcast, but you have to at least try. You have to be able to simultaneously have enough self-awareness while hoping for the best. So what are you going to do to stand out? Are you going to follow the rules? You're going to bank on others and not bet on yourself. The best bet to make is on yourself, people. We should have never placed our bets on the government or in educational institutions in the first place. So I want you all to succeed. Be positive. I want you all to become millionaires. And I want you to take off this old generation of money. And I want you to set the status quo. I want all of this for you. I want all of this for you in the hopes that you will donate to this podcast. And even maybe have a room or two for me in your mansion in Hollywood. And you can pay off my student and credit card debts. Um, so please chase your dreams, get rich. And please know if you do secure the bag, I own 25% of your income for inspiring you to move forward. Because I was the light at the end of your tunnel. Um, so in closing, um, I really hope this episode didn't give you guys too much anxiety. 
actually that's kind of a lie. I planned for this whole thing to give you anxiety. I wanted you to feel the anxiety that comes with self-awareness. It is time you realize just how trapped we are in this digital box. How we cannot leave this new corporate internet. I need you to realize the further we go down this technological rabbit hole, the further we stray from reality. I mean, why would I go to the bar to have a good time when I can go to the bar, take a photo for Instagram, and then leave? So yes, feel the anxiety. Open your eyes and realize the digital wasteland we are now living in. Also, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it if you've made it this far. Uh, kind of like as a side note, like as a note for the podcast in general, I want you guys to start writing in. Um, I want to try this out, so feel free to write in, ask advice. Um, should I go back to school? Should I break up with my girlfriend? How do I deal with the breakup? Should I get into crypto? How do I donate into your, you know, to your podcast? Just write in. Let's have a good time. I want to include you guys. I want to give you guys the best content possible. I really just want to make cool shit with cool people. Uh, so please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Angel Bernard, and also please follow my business on Instagram at the Soto Studio, T H E S O T T O S T U D I O. Um, if you want to support this cult, you have to go follow my socials and pay your dues. That's really just how it is. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for listening. Uh, feel free to write in. I promise I'm not some sort of rat. I'm not going to pull some like small town hokey horse shit where I go and tell your business to other people. Like, let's be fucking adults here. Okay. And, you know, use your burner if you want. I really don't care. Um, so follow me right in let's have a good time let's laugh uh let's grow together you know and let's let's just become crypto millionaires how about that folks uh thank you so much i'll see you guys next week i love you guys let's keep the momentum going and now it's time for ads this episode is sponsored by bitcoin as you all know maybe you don't um, but i am a big enthusiast for crypto i believe it is the future I believe that the American dollar is going to collapse within the next three years, and Bitcoin is probably going to be the only, you know, surefire method to not getting completely scammed. So, yes, this episode is sponsored by Bitcoin. Uh, they didn't sponsor me. Um, I used my Bitcoin to sponsor this episode, so I kind of used my own Bitcoin. But anyways, sponsored by Bitcoin, please go to Coinbase. It's an actual app. Check it out. It's like Robinhood. Super easy. You know, they ver they'll verify all your information just like Robinhood, except Robinhood is a giant fucking scam and Coinbase isn't. Um, so please download Coinbase. Go in. Just take a look. You know, throw in $5, $10 into, into fucking Bitcoin. You know, dip your toes in the water. The end is coming. The end is coming. I don't know if it's civil war, revolution, or aliens invading, but I promise you if aliens invade us or if society falls apart, people will take Bitcoin, not the dollar. Do you realize how fucking expensive it would be to get gold into space? Digital currency is the future. Uh, so please go to, you know, download Coinbase, um, check it out, throw in $5. It might, it might be worth $1,000 in a hundred years. So you're great 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 uncle or you know niece or whatever the fuck can go and you know take that money out and buy some weed so give it a you know check it out give it a look i am truly not being sponsored by them uh i am sponsoring this podcast with my bitcoin that's what i meant 
when this ad is when this episode is sponsored by Bitcoin. So go check them out. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm going to hopefully talk about this later on as the podcast grows. Um, Coinbase, check it out. It's legit. Yeah, hopefully. How about this? How about you guys tag them? Like you guys tag them in this episode and you say, hey, this guy is sponsoring you guys for free. You should sponsor him for real. So I think I just want to kind of strong arm my way into ads since no one is going to, you know, sponsor this podcast willingly. Um, Also, thank you, everyone. To everyone who donated last week, I appreciate it. Um, I spent that money on green beer this past weekend whenever I was at the bar. So go to Coinbase, check it out. Um, Yeah, let's get into Bitcoin. Let's go to the moon. Thank you. Have a good week.